welcome. Hi. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Woohoo. Welcome to Let's Talk All the Things with Rachel and Shannon. I'm here with Rachel Bird. Hi, and I'm here with Shannon Penrod. And excited to be here with you guys. Our first show of the new year, 2023. 2023. And for those of you joining us, this is an hour where Rachel and I uh, sit. And often she brings a craft for us to do. We're going to do a craft. We're going to start a craft here. And uh, we're, later we're going to see a recipe of something, a really fun recipe of something that Rachel made. Because Rachel, I, I've started uh, referring to you as the mo- modern Martha Stewart. <laughs> um, because Rachel can do all things. So, and then we hang out and we talk. Except speak French. I've learned I can't speak French. Okay. Well, we'll give you a pass on that. (laughs) Um, If you can do everything else but speak French, I'm pretty sure it's okay. Okay. Um, But, um, and then we sit and talk like you do with your girlfriends while you're doing It's Therapeutic and we're willing to talk about whatever. We do pre-tape this show the day before we air it, but if there's ever a topic that you guys want to talk about, you can do one of two things. You can either write to us and say, hey, we want you to talk about this. Or I'm watching with you live right now. You can write in and talk about it, and, and I'll write back to you in terms of that, and we'll save it for the next show. So those are the two ways that, um, because we, do, we just pre-taped this. But it's the night before, so it's really recent. Um, so for, the, for those of you who are watching it premiere live, which will be tomorrow morning, we hope that you will write in your questions and comments and whatever. And we hope that you will like, share, and let more people know about, because this is one of our new shows that we launched in 2022, and it's super duper fun. I'm having a good time. Are you Me having too. A I'm having time? a blast. There we go. So uh, do you want to talk first about the craft so we can start, and then I'll, I'll start uh, asking you some questions about where you've been the last sure. couple of So what I thought we would do is a craft. You could do this for any holiday. You can do this um, for yourself to give to someone. Something really good for the kiddos to kind of be able to help with. Uh, Shannon and I each have a Dollar Tree uh, white ceramic mug and white ceramic bowl. And what we're going to do is we're going to take Sharpies. Yes. And I was so excited. By the way, uh, we laughed about this because the last thing in the world that I need right now is a mug or a bowl. But, you know... But most people do need a mug or a bowl. Um, but I- inside this mug uh, is, this is one of the mugs that I've been making because I've been in uh, pottery land the last year and a half. Um, these are my Sharpies that I was so pleased and excited to bring these Sharpies to the studio to share with Rachel because I was like, I have tons of Sharpies that we can decorate. And I've got a rainbow of colors here. And, and I the- said, I'm bringing my travel Sharpies. These, oops. If I can pick them up here, are my travel sharpies, <laughs> and then I felt like the poor relation. She doesn't understand that if you've known me for probably longer than six years, you know that I am obsessed with sharpies. I have a toolbox of sharpies. I have sharpies that people are allowed to use. I have sharpies that Which are implies that there are others that we're not allowed to very use very much so because the tips are important. I have the small, the big, the large. This was a gift. Um, I randomly will just get a big pack of sharpies that come to me at home and it, you know, they're like, Oh, I'll go, who sent me Sharpies? Because people know I literally have a clear toolbox that I've had for 15, actually no longer than Kobe was born. So more than 20 years that I wrote Sharpies on in the Sharpie font and they're all organized in there. Yes, of course you do because she is the modern Martha Stewart. No, because I'm obsessed with Sharpies. Um, but, and you also use them. We should say that. They don't just sit somewhere in, in the bottom 
of a closet, right. you use your Sharpies on a regular right. basis right. for many things. Right. And what we're going to do today is we're just going to do something where you can take a plain white mug, ceramic mug. Um, the important thing with this is we're going to draw on it. And then what you can do is you can put it into uh, the oven at 350 degrees for 20 minutes and it will set that uh, Sharpie in there. You don't have to put anything over it if you don't want. Um, there's things on the internet that say that it's, it has to be the paint-based Sharpies. It doesn't. You can put this in. Uh, it'll bake it on there. I mean, there are things that come off sometimes, and if you sit there and scrub it, of course, something like that's going to happen. That would happen with anything. Um, but we're going to do these. One of the things that I wanted to show you is, um, so we've got a bowl and we've got a cup. And the reason I did this is if you're going to do something like a plate, um, like if you want to do something for your uh, your your child's teacher and you want them to do it and, and they can do it, you don't want anything uh, where the food is. Sharpie says that they're non-toxic, but they do suggest that you don't um, put it where the food's going to touch. So a bowl on the outside, unless you're going to do a decorative plate or something like that. But one of the things that I wanted to show you was something that you can do is you can go, um, these are Dollar Tree, so these are a dollar each. So this is something that if you want to do for your kids' teachers or aides or one-on-ones, or if you want to do it for grandparents, or you just want to have fun and sit and decorate things. You can take something like stickers, and I got these Valentine's hearts, because Valentine's is coming up. And one of the things, if your kids um, aren't kids who necessarily like to draw or fine motor skills are harder or they're working with that in OT or something like that, you can have them stick the stickers wherever they want on the cup. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do a little example of a few of these. Now, one of the things that you could do is you can do dots. Um, and I'm going to end up doing 27 different things on this cup. But so here we go. We've got, um, we've got our hearts. And you can do, I'm going to show you three methods. One of the things that you can do is you can just take a marker and you can have your kids just kind of draw over whatever way they want to draw over it, because I know sometimes it's harder for our kiddos, right? So you've got kind of this funky little spot. The other thing, I'm going to use different colors because it's Sharpie time. Um, <laughs> Sharpie time. The other thing that you can do is you can take different, um, different color markers and you can just do dots all around them and you can do lots of different colors. Some people will sit and do dots aplenty um, I'm going to do a few different colors on this. Um, and it doesn't have to be pink. You could do any color you want. But you can add the dots on the hearts. I'm just going to show you really quick um, some of the things that you can do. Um, and you can do dots all around. And the other thing, you can also just take a marker. I'm using the fat Sharpies right now. Sometimes with our kiddos or sometimes with our population, bigger um, things are easier in their hands. I know Kobe used to have something called a dolphin that would go around. He'd hold it in his hand and it would help him place um, the pen in an OT. And then we realized the pens were just too small for his hands. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do on my third heart on the bottom, what we're going to do, I'm going to do it so you can kind of see. I'm just going to kind of trace around the heart. Um, let's see. So I'm going to just do this little example, and then Shannon, you and I could just do our own and yeah. come back at the end. So these are three examples that I just want to show you, things that we can do that are adaptable for our kiddos. One of the things for me that was really hard is I was so into arts and crafts. I wanted co I had every kind of arts and crafts thing that you could imagine. I had every coloring book, every paint easel, everything, because I thought, oh, my child is going to be an artist. My child is going to love to do art. My child is going to love all of that. My child didn't love to do any of it. I had hundreds of coloring books, hundreds of everything that you could think of. And I just never 
uh, he just never was. It was hard for him. And, and this was diagnosis and post-diagnosis and pre-diagnosis. There's so many different versions of it. And it was really, really hard um, for me to understand that, like, just sit down and can you color? But I didn't understand how hard that fine motor was for Kobe. Um, and then once I realized, I was able to adjust and say, okay, let's try a little something different. Okay, so we've got our three hearts. I'm just kind of adding some more. Um, this dot version, I'm going to show you here on the front. Um, so we've got the scribble version. I love to call, uh, wait, scribble version, which I absolutely love. Um, the, the trace and the, whoops, dots. I'm backwards. So then what you can do is you're actually now going to just take those stickers off. And it could be any kind of sticker. Um, but I just kind of wanted to show you. So sometimes if art's harder for our kiddos, and like I said, I know this because I have a kiddo that um, art was harder, fine art. Um, so now we just did really simply three different designs. And now we've got these three hearts. We've got a dotted heart. We've got, oh, can you see that? There we go. We've got the scribbly heart, which is kind of fun. You can have your kiddo put the hearts all over. And then you've got the traced heart. Love it. So this is something that you can do for our kiddos that it might be a little harder uh, for art or that maybe they, uh, their ideas of art is a little bit different. You can throw stickers all over. They can color it every color they want. You bake it in a 350 degree oven for 20 minutes. And then here's a gift. You can have them write their name. You can write their name. I always like to put on the bottom when I do something, name and date for myself, yeah. um, even when I make things, because I look back on stuff, and my mom has, I go to my mom's, and she has everything that you could think of that I've ever made, because I never made things for myself, and um, I'm like, oh, how was old, I old when I, when I made that, and it's kind of fun looking back at that, so anyways, so this is one of the ideas that you can do, now you can have the same idea for the bowl, uh, like I said, if you're going to do a plate or a decorative plate, one of the a really good ideas, if you've got um, if you have students in school and you want to do something uh, for a classroom, you can do Mrs. Smith's third grade class and have every child write their name mm. or draw a little smiley or a little picture. You can bake that and give that to a teacher as a class gift. That's a really good one, too. Yeah, absolutely. And think about all the different events that come up and all the different people in your life that you right. have something for. Right. But think about, I, I love for grandparents because... If, if you have them draw, uh, even if it's just that heart that scribbled, right. and then you put their name and date on it and said, they did this for you, right. then grandma, her head explodes, and it's happiness for everybody. Right, exactly. So, and, and what a great activity for your kiddos. And I think that they feel a certain amount of pride. I remember uh, uh, the first or second year that Jem was in therapy, I felt... That obligated to give each person on his team a gift. And right. I was like, how are we possibly going right. to do that? And what we ended up doing, because I, at the time I was really into making jewelry and stringing uh, bracelets and necklaces and with all these beads and I had all these beads and I would, I had one of the trays that you could lay beads out in. And I, what mm. I would do is I would sit down with Jem and I would say, this one is for Sabrina, lay out all the beads that you want for that. Sabrina and he, his self-esteem, then I strung it all, and, and I made little tags that said jewelry by gem, and then he would give it to them. He'd be a part of wrapping it and giving it, and I will never forget, because I didn't think that that would register with him. He was like four at the time, and not fully all the way verbal, and I remember when he handed that necklace to Sabrina, it was a big deal to him. 
he was like, you know, I, I, I know that he felt like I was a part of making that thing. It was worth more than giving her the gift yeah, was yeah, how he it felt a, about right. it. So I think it's a self-esteem builder for the kids to know that when I'm giving a gift that it has... It matters. And that's why something like this with the, the version of the heart where you can throw the stickers. Yeah. Because it's okay to have our kids just draw on and not resemble anything. That's still their art. Yeah. But this is something that they can look at and go, I did a heart. Even if a heart is something that they, yeah. you know. And these are just, you know, Dollar Tree stickers. You can get anything. You can have them choose the stickers. You can put them all over. You can do different versions. It's kind of that stringing along. It's like a, a version of doing that. Um, yeah. And they can see that they did it where normally they might not know that they could draw a heart. I didn't know you were going to do this because I wish with all my being right now. The other, the other thing, I, we have painter's tape everywhere oh, in this right. place. Because the other thing you could do is put painter's tape on this and, and do all kinds of things. Many years ago, we went to an autism walk as an organization, Autism Live, and we had bought, um, we had this, uh, one time we had a, um, I'm trying to think, a burlap um, curtain that we wanted to make for a backdrop. We still have it. And we had kids just put their handprints on the burlap. But then another time, we had all these canvases with the painter's tape, and we just taped them in all these geometric shapes. And as the kids would come up, we would say, pick a triangle and paint it, whatever color. And then we auctioned them off. Oh, I love that. And it was, it was a fundraiser for Autism Care Today, but they were beautiful. Mm -hmm. When we peeled the tape off, these, they, were, they looked like cathedral windows. Yeah. And each one of them was done by a different child. So this is, I'm excited now. I can't wait to, but I wish I had painter's tape. If Traven, if you see any, <laughs> throw it at me. Throw it at us. Um, but the possibilities are endless. Endless. You can do anything. And again, these are Dollar Tree mugs. You can get any kind of mug. But I went specifically because I wanted to show you. And they always have some version of a white bowl plate. Or um, the other thing that I really love is something like Thanksgiving. You might take a Thanksgiving plate yes. or a holiday. You guys are all home at Christmas. And everybody at Christmas writes their name and the year and a little something. If you want to do something for a wedding, you can do a little saying or something like that. Yes. You know, it's just this, there's so many things that you can do with this. You could so. make a bowl that on the outside says tooth fairy on it, and that could be the bowl that you yep. stick your tooth in. Yep. Um, you could do anything. You can do anything yep. at all. So, very cool. I think Traven so has found good. painter's tape. Yay! Because he's brilliant like Ooh. that. Oh, he's so good. It's not painter's tape, but it'll come off. Thank you, Traven. Um, so, would you like some of this as I well? I'm like, oh. <laughs> ideas feel free thank you um so uh i'm gonna do that on the bowl i'm gonna do mine uh, on my cup while we uh chat about this and and start to work on our bowls i want you to tell the folks at home where you have been the last couple of weeks because i haven't seen you since before the holidays kobe and i let's see we were up in the mountains in California in Kernville for a 50th anniversary. Yes. And that was lovely. Um, our friends Harry and Stephanie have been married for now 50 years, and we went up and we did a lovely anniversary party, and uh, we surprised everybody. Uh, we surprised Harry and Stephanie, the, the, the married couple, with um, some – every person had a shirt with a cartoon of them on it. It was a black shirt with gold which was super fun. That you made. Yes. Say that. Well, I made the shirts. The, the, um, the logos on The it. logo came from uh, a cookie that 
Stephanie had designed, but that was so much fun. But you so, applied that to the shirt. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that was she, a lot of fun. She can cricket herself into the <laughs> middle of next week. And then um, we came home and we went down to uh, South Orange County for Christmas, which was a blast. Um, but Kobe got sick and then I got sick. So that wasn't so blasty, I guess. Um, I'm going to put this here just as our little example. Okay. Um, and yeah. then um, Kobe and I came home, recovered a bit, uh, made sure it wasn't COVID. And we then went to uh, the Mexican Riviera on our very first cruise. Um, so we did a seven-day cruise from the 30th of um, December. I don't even know what month it is anymore. It's January to, It's January to the 6th of January. So we did a seven-day um, cruise. We went from LA uh, in San Pedro to, uh, let's see, we went to, we were at sea, and then we went to Cabo, and then we went to Mazatlan, and then we went to Puerto Vallarta, and then two more days at sea. We got to have a whole really fun um, uh, New Year's Eve night on the ship, which was great. Um, we, we went on Norwegian Cruise Line, which was super fun. Um, what was super fun about it is, um, you know, we've never been on a cruise, and when we went to book it, my friend that we went with, she had said, I want to make sure that, you know, Kobe can eat and that, you know, he can have what he wants. So when we reserved it, we called and spoke to Norwegian, and they guaranteed that we were able to get gluten-free food, and boy, did we. He had so many lovely foods and so many things that he could eat, um, so that was really fun. All Kobe wants to do is eat... Um, anything that is fish right now. Fish is his favorite thing in the whole wide world. So he had lots of fish dishes and ceviche and, and salmon and ahi and all those fun things. So I love that. that was super fun. And now we're just back trying to get into the swing of what life is this time of year. And, you know, I, I want to say that um, I am not somebody that I, I think is a good candidate for cruising. But a lot of people love it. And I know you came back and said that you really loved it. And um, I, I think that um, a lot of people don't even consider it if they have kiddos on the spectrum. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the industry is aware of and um, being mindful of the fact that it's a great it could be a great fix with the right um, considerations. And there that. were a lot of people on the spectrum on the cruise, um, some that we talked to, some that we just, um, or I should assume, might have been on the spectrum because they looked like some of our friends. And um, so it was kind of neat to get to see some people, um, and Kobe could kind of identify that way. Um, and Kobe was recognized as being was, one of the stars of Lock and was. Key. That was fun. Uh, one time I thought someone wanted Kobe to take a picture of them, and he said, no, Mom, they want a picture with me. And I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's right. And our friends, we had two uh, 17-year-olds with us. I think they thought that was pretty cool because, um, they, you know, they've known Kobe their whole life. And it was kind of like, wait, people, people know who Kobe is? <laughs> Which is super fun. I'm having more fun with the tape Are than you? anything else. And I want to say that as a parent, you could tape this all yourself yeah. ahead of time, mm -hmm. or you could let your kiddo take mm -hmm. the tape and do it depending on. Yep. This tape is a little bit harder to cut than, for instance, painter's tape. Right, right. Painter's tape is super easy to cut um, and super easy to get off. 
Uh, but I love the color of this. It's gorgeous. It's showing up great on camera. And I'm just having fun taping it all off. I want to make as um, many small things as possible because it's going to take a while to color. So are you doing like a mosaic? I'm doing a total mosaic for the bowl, and then I'm going to draw a scene on the mug. I love this that. is my plan. Okay. Uh, let's see how I implement, right? I love that. So we'll, we'll, the jury is out on how it will go. <laughs> we'll see where we come on the other we'll side. Yes, exactly. So what did you do over the holidays? What was your uh, family's? You know, I sat on my keister watching movies. If you guys at all follow um, me on Facebook, you know that I do movie reviews for the last couple of years in my spare time. Um, and so I watched more movies than is humanly possible. Mm. Somebody said to me, I'm a little worried about you. And I said, well... Um, we had some extenuating circumstances over the holidays that my husband was having a procedure that was going to require him to have basically four days where he just kind of chilled. It wasn't a big, huge deal, but he needed to take a little bit of time off, and we all needed some time off. We All three of us had been going full tilt for so long, right. and um, we needed a big break. My son finished his finals and went to Big Bear for a couple of days, came back, and we had like two days before Christmas, um, and it was two days after Christmas that my husband had his procedure. So it kind of became a thing where everybody just went, okay, we're just going to stop. We're just going to stop the bus. It rained like nobody's business. It's I heard that. Raining. I missed it until we came back. I still can't Ooh. even believe that it rained. It, it rained so much that uh, at one point right before Christmas, when I make my mugs, I have to sand the bottoms of them. And I had a Home Depot uh, bucket, one of those big five-gallon buckets in the backyard, and I emptied it like three days before Christmas. It's now full. Of That's water? How, of water. That's how much it has rained in our backyard. Ooh. The other day, I literally got nervous, and I texted you and a friend because it was raining so hard. And I, it's not like I've never been in rain before. It's just that in Los Angeles, it doesn't have a place to go. We don't. The, the water can't be absorbed fast yeah. enough by the, the, the ground because it's not used to it. No. And so it gets scary, and we were having mudslides and things, and um, it was getting a little nutty. But so I watched a lot of movies. You guys will have to tune in next week during Let's Talk Movies with Moira and see what I have to say about a bunch of them because I saw some great movies. Do you want to share any, or you want to well, wait till Moira? I, 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 I want to say um, that... Two of the best movies that I'm recommending to people, which are not going to be for everyone, but one of them is one that Traven had recommended to oh. me. Um, Traven and, and his movies. Traven, you, I'm learning about you and your movie selection. We are so much alike. And and the, I love one of the, my favorite things about doing the show, and I'm going to be honest, is the conversations I get to have with Traven about the movies that he's seen. And uh, something, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but he's... Uh, opened my eyes to how many times he saw Encanto and the different things that he saw. And I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch this movie differently now. <laughs> so interesting when you see perspectives yes. of other people when they're watching something or the things that they see. And I was like, oh. Traven's got some Disney-like theories um, that are I really love. cool. And he notices things that are, are, are kind of fun when you, when you hear them. I love it. But And Jim, Jim had also said that this movie was on his radar too. And then... And then Traven was like, Shannon, you've got to watch this. I'm talking about RRR. Oh, yeah. I, still, I saw you post Ooh. about that. But so, yeah. So. I'm telling you, I, you know, I don't like to be bored and I like to be told a story. Tell me a story. I'm a little girl in kindergarten. And it's like, tell me a story. 
and um, oh, R R R. I, you know, I sat there and I and we we started it, and I was like, what, what? I even the credits, I was like, I'm not even understanding what I'm seeing. This yeah. is so different than what I'm used to, because it's a Tollywood movie, which is like Bollywood, but a different section of India. So it's still and, a Bollywood movie. It's just Tollywood. Well, I mean, Bollywood suggests that it's you know from an, a. a a specific area, but it's okay. an Indian movie. Okay. Let's say that, and it has some of the same things that you would see in a Bollywood movie, but it's also different. Okay, um, but it is off the chain seriousness. And we were sitting there in the beginning. I was like, I'm not sure that I understand what's happening, um, and and I was a little bit lost for maybe the first five minutes because I was like, I I I, I don't. Has the movie started? Is right. this like I don't know what's going on? But I was in it. You know, I wasn't like confused. Like I don't know what's. Going on. I was in it, but I was like, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And then it was like 20 minutes in, and normally I'm sitting like this, but I all of a sudden I was up, and my feet were up, and I was like, What in the heck are we watching? Don't you love those this movies? This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. And then it went on and on and on, and then we finally got to a point, and I was like, Well, my, I, I was sweating, and I was like. Oh my gosh, this movie! Okay, well that's we're we're right we're past the crisis, and now it's going to be denouement, and then it revved right back up. Really, it's a really long movie. It's Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, Indiana Jones, and a couple of other movies all put in one. You all, oh, I love that. And and I, I'll tell you what else I loved about it was that there was a lot of action, and there was a certain amount because of the topic of it. It's a, a time when India. Um, is saying we want to be, you know, be self-governed and we want to be treated as equals, and they weren't being um, themes that are, you know, very volatile right now for a lot of people in the world. And um, but I, the when you see that much action, I I say Indiana Jones because the thing I loved about Indiana Jones, most of it, not all of it, was that most of the Action and violence is not. There's no gore. Okay. It's all. It's all crucial to the story. It's not incendiary, um, and it's most of it is hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Uh, which I appreciate because I don't need to see more guns. I really don't. I won't say that there's no guns, but I felt like it, it set all the right tones. I loved it. And the other a more, and I think you can watch uh, RRR with your kids. I don't know what age, and so I recommend that people check it out first, but I think that you can watch it with some kids. Now, now what is, can you just give me a brief description, or it, will that give it away? Well, I, it's, a, it's a story about that period of time in India, and, and we really are seeing two separate stories and how they converge. Two men who um, are living out different lives in India and that are on different missions. Okay. I don't want to give much more of it away, but how their lives intersect. And um, I just, it's just, and just when you think you have it figured out, the whole thing will spin you on your head. Really? Like it was surprising and shocking. There were, I just loved it. I just loved it. That's, I, I really don't even know what else to say because I super loved it. And I wasn't the only one. Both my husband and my son loved it. And I know I'm very vocal about the fact that I see some movies and they put me to sleep. Yeah. I mean, they just well. Put me I to know sleep. you. You're like I, I. We went to see a movie and I slept through it. And I was like, "But did you like it?" And you're like, "Well, the parts that I saw, <laughs> right?" <laughs> um, but you know, can I even say because I, you know, I slept through a lot of it. And then there are other movies that it's like I go to sleep and then I wake up and I go, "Oh, it's still bad. I'm going back to sleep." Right. right? 
Oh my gosh, um, I'll never forget. There was a movie that Kobe and I went to. It was a an anime movie that was in the theaters, and I fell asleep and I woke up and I felt like I was in a different dimension. Oh yeah. And I didn't even know what language or where I was or what was happening. And Kobe was trying to explain it to me later, and I said, I just think I need to understand that this is going to be a movie that I just don't under. I mean, it was like I didn't even know that I was in a theater. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that when I watched Everything Everywhere all at the same time, it was so much for me sensory-wise that the oh, first right. time I, I watched it, that. I went to sleep because my brain couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah, right. It was but too it much. But it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And I, you know, I've watched scenes up, up from it again, and I'll watch more of it. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. But I couldn't handle all of it. Whereas RRR, I was like this. And <laughs> it's so long that it should have an intermission. But I'll tell you what I would have done during the intermission. I would have run around the block. Oh, because, because it was that. Because I had that. so much energy pent up from watching it um but the other movie that i thought was really good that's more of an adult movie uh is triangle of sadness y'all Woo! that movie that movie that movie that movie and i called you up the night we were watching it and it was the night before you were going on the cruise and there is a lengthy part of the movie oh. that's about being on a luxury cruise ship yeah. um that you have to watch and call. we laughed so hard that i was almost physically ill well i have to tell you cruising is an interesting thing so many people, it was, oh, this is my 10th, or we go every year. One man that we met was on the cruise ship, and he was, um, it was his second week. This next week, the ship is leaving from L.A., going to Miami. So that's 15 days, and he was doing two cruises after. So it was like five consecutive cruises. Next, or this, at the end of the year, he's doing 58 days in Australia. That, to me, is not something that yet i would aspire to yeah but people also think the same thing when i talk about going to disney all the time there was a woman who lived in la that we met and the thing about that i loved about the ship is i was so proud of kobe because he was so into everything he wanted to try everything do everything when there was a dance party he wanted to be a part of that tried the food did the excursions he also just wanted to take his book go up to the observation deck and read I love and that. it was it was great it was really good but um uh, it was interesting. He said to me, wow, everybody's so social. You'd be in the pool and someone would say, hey, where are you from? How many cruises have you been on? So that was super fun to kind of get to know people that you'll never meet again, but just kind of that you got to meet and have conversations and see where they're from or whether they're from two blocks from where you live or from Canada or another country. Um, I have on my wrist, I have tattooed in my uncle's writing, Onipa'a. My pa uncle passed in um, June of, of uh, 20. 20 and uh one of the words uh in hawaiian um it's in his writing and it's onipa it means immovable steadfast um strong not strong but immovable and steadfast and this man said oh i you look he just looked at me and said you look like someone from hawaii which i thought was so funny and he said um he said oh i my my daughter i live in hawaii and my daughter is married to a, a hawaiian man and i have a grandson named oni and I said, Oni, I said, I have Oni Pa'a on my wrist. And the man's eyes went huge. And he said, Oni Pa'a, he goes, that's my grandson's name. So oh. the fact that I had his grandson's name tattooed on him, he was just like wow. flabbergasted. He couldn't even believe it. Did he know what it meant? He didn't. He asked me what it meant. That's amazing. <laughs> but it was really fun because I was able to just say, oh, wow. Like I, He's like, I've never met anybody with my grandson's name you know, tattooed on. Wow. So that was kind of fun. That's very fun. How are you doing over there? I'm having a really good time. I'm slowly filling in my, my little triangles and things, and I can't wait to get to the point where I pull off the tape. And eventually I'm going to spend some time on my mug. Yay. But this is so fun for me um, that I'm having a good time. Good. 
Um, so you'll definitely cruise again. Yes. That was the Disney first thing. Disney cruise. You want to go? On I Disney think cruise. is going to be the next. Well, and we uh, should mention because you came in with your um, Disney ears on, yes. and you and you said you love to go to Disney. Disney is your jam. Um, and it isn't everybody's jam, and, um, although I think it, it should be everybody's jam if they went and knew the right things and knew what to right. do, because there literally is something for everyone at Disneyland, including, but especially including <laughs> our kids. Um, what's your, uh, this is a crazy question, but what is your favorite thing about Disney? Thing about or at or... Uh, either. I guess I, I, I guess I don't know. You know what? I love making memories. There's a song, it's called Making Memories. And it's, um, and it's definitely a Disney thing. I love going and I love that it's different every time we go. Um, and the group of people that you go with and the people that I see, we, we were there on Saturday. We came back from the cruise Friday and went on Saturday because that's us. Um, and it's just, you get to see different people. Um, it's the feeling of walking down main street and the nostalgia of it. It's the food, it's the people, it's the music, the loops, uh, are, well, it was still Christmas. Christmas is done as of Monday, but it was still Christmas. So we still got a little hint of Christmas and, you know, um, I just love it. I love my very favorite attraction. Do you guys know? Here's a question answer in um or if you know you can put in the comments how many rides there are at disneyland do you oh know my goodness i have no idea i wouldn't even hazard a guess no no because is it, a, it like there are rides and then there are attractions are, are we saying just actual like rides where you sit on them is that what the the criteria is the question is how many rides are there at disneyland oh see that's a trick question i'm going to tell you right now <laughs> there uh, is mr toad's wild ride is that the only ride because it's their attractions. That's the uh, only ride. Oh, so I asked the right question. Mm -hmm. That's why. I, uh, okay. You know me right. well enough to know that I've got to, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, someone says, well, Big Thunder Mountain is a ride, too, because they said it's the fastest wild in the wilderness. It's the fastest ride in the wilderness. But it's not because um, uh, it's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So there is one ride at Disneyland. That is crazy. But my favorite attraction, ride, uh, show, anything at the parks is definitely um, Fantasmic. Uh, that show has my heart upside down and backwards. I love it so much. Makes me happy. I love Sorcerer Mickey. Um, when it's gone, I'm sad. And when it's there, I'm happy. Uh, so that's that's my favorite. And of course, my favorite thing is the fireworks. Right. Because I'm a firework junkie. Um, and often we go to Disneyland and I don't get to see the fireworks because, you know, it's just, it's a pacing thing and we don't always get it right. But it is my favorite thing. Uh, but uh, the other, actually, the fa my favorite thing of Disneyland is that, uh, and maybe some of you will understand this, I always say this, I never love my husband more than I do at Disneyland. Because especially when we were in the thick of intervention with our son, there was no me, me time for us, us time. Um, there was no dating um, for us. We didn't have the time, a babysitter or um, the energy once, or the money to be able to do that stuff. But we live in Southern California, and so there were a couple of years when Jem was little that we prioritized getting the, um, the pass, which was different than it is now. And it was infinitely more affordable, I will say that, um, that if you went to Disneyland, and I think it's probably the same now, if you went to Disneyland 
one time, um, then you know you could just do the one time entrance. But at that time, if you were a Southern California resident, if you were, thought you wanted to go two times, it was cheaper to get the pass. And there were lots of blackout dates where you couldn't use them, but um, we made it a priority that we would go once a month. That um, and our son worked for it to be able um, to you know earn enough daddy dollars and mommy money for us to go to Disneyland, but it would it would be this time when we were unplugged for everything and and there was sort of this um, mystical thing that we'd be in the car going down and my husband and I would have time to talk for the first time in forever, and by the time we would get to Disneyland he would book a voiceover job every oh, single really? time and we always say oh it's like the the gift of Disney that um, we would get there and his agent would call and say, oh, by the way, you booked this. And then he would get to walk around Disneyland the rest of the time knowing that he All booked a job. All excited that he booked a job. That, like, so that was always fun. And, um, and we would be relaxed and there was no expectation of you have to be somewhere or you have to do something or that something has to get done. It was just time for us to be together. So I would always say... I never love my husband more than I do at Disneyland. I love that. Um, and he's, you know, he's a good, he's a fun person, and he gets excited about things. I, I have a hard time with people who don't get excited about anything. If I have you're a hard time with that, too. If you get excited about something, I honestly, like, it doesn't really matter to me what it is. Of course, I want to know what that thing is. Um, but it could be anything, and I find it fascinating. And I always used to say that was my criteria for people who are like, well, how do you know who's going to be a good therapist? And we had a lot of, of behavior technicians, we called them therapists at, uh, back in the day, um, who would come through our door and people would say, how can you tell a good one? And I would say, if they're passionate about something, then they're going to be fine here. Yeah. Because eventually they're going to get passionate about the fact that my kid is learning and that is in fact what would happen. But people who are ho-hum, I, I don't mean to disparage you. I'm your, like that in life. No. But, I. But I think that's why I enjoy your company so much because you get excited about stuff. Um, and that's the way to be in life, I think. Well, I'm going to tell you that the name of our cruise ship was Joy. And the one thing that Kobe and I always talk about is joy and how much joy we have to find. If he's having a hard day, I'm like, what have you got? And he goes, I got joy. What do you got? I got joy. And I'm like, yeah. Kobe. And he's like, I got joy. It's just a way for us to get out of our heads sometimes. Yeah. And um, our cruise ship was the Norwegian Joy. So that? I said, I got to start the year with some joy, which was kind of super fun and exactly what we needed. We needed to find some joy. But you also were on the cruise ship for at least 24 hours when it was called the what, a typhoon bomb? No, bomb, bomb cyclone. cyclone. That's what it was. So on the way back, we had about um, 20 to 30 foot swells. I can't even. So that was interesting. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, it was fine until the swells got real big. And, um, you know. I yeah. can't even. I, I, you would have had, see, and I, years ago, uh, for work, they were going on a cruise, and I was asked to go, and I was like, people, you don't want me to go, uh, because I will have to be airlifted off, and I was thinking about that while you were out on the seas. I was like, oh, I would ask to be airlifted off, but in that kind of a storm, you can't be. You're just It's there. funny, because I told Shannon when we got back, I said, Shannon, um, 
yeah, you wouldn't want to be on a cruise. Because I already knew what she felt about about cruises, and I already knew kind of where she was with that. And I just said, um, Shannon, you know a cruise isn't for you. There were a couple times we were on an elevator. There were a lot of people. And not that you don't like people. I just, I had a moment where I was like, this is not, this is, because I kind of went in going, maybe this is Shannon, something Shannon would want to do. And I'm like, nope. Nope. Never have an expectation that my friend Shannon will be on a cruise with and me. And it's the right expectation. And not. that's okay. But see, I think this is part of it. There are people that I wouldn't want to go on a seven-day cruise with, right? Yeah, yeah. And not that I wouldn't want to go on a cruise with you, but there are people oh, you that... Wouldn't want to. No, but I'm saying, like, there are people that I'd be like, oh, I'll go on a cruise with you. Um, or there's people that I wouldn't want to go to Disneyland with. And not because it's a negative, because it's not their thing. It's not what they want to do. And you have to understand, and that's okay. That's okay that we have friends that are like, no, thank you. It's not my bag. And it's not saying, well, just do it. Just try it. I've had things like that where people go, oh, you'll, you'll do it. It'll be so much fun. Come on. Come on. You want to do it, don't you? Yeah. And it like it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, you know, I don't sit and watch a football game all the live long day. It's just not my favorite thing. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to sit and watch it with you if it's important to you. But, you know, I'm yeah. probably not going to be the person that you're like, hey, Rach, come watch the games with, you know? Yeah. And I want to go to Disneyland with you sometime. Amazingly, we never have been to Disneyland together, but I have a feeling that you're not going to like me at Disneyland. I don't know why you oh, say that. Well, you say that every because, time we talk about it. Um, you know, I love going to Disneyland, but I am not good on the attractions. And that's okay. I apparently can ride the one ride, but I'm not good on the attractions. I get car sick on a stationary bicycle. And so when I go, I like to sit and read my book and people watch. And that that's what it's about for me. And I love, I, you know what I love? I love being outdoors as the sun sets and I don't get to do it very often. And I can't bear, cannot bear to sit. Like I have, you know, a great patio that I could sit out on every night at that time. I won't do it because of the bugs. I cannot stand to be around bugs at all. I'm really intolerant. And I, cause I get bit and I'm allergic and I, I get these welts. And I don't know what they do at Disneyland, and I don't want to know because I'm also, like, pesticide-phobic. But they don't have bugs at Disneyland. It's amazing and miraculous, and I Disneyland love... Disneyland has its own weathered pattern. I, I, I love to sit outside at night as the sun is setting and the lights come on, and it's a lot of lights. Um, I absolutely love that. It's just my favorite time of, of the night, and I never get Golden bit Golden Hour is my favorite there. What is golden hour? Golden hour is the time of day when the sun sets. Oh. That's called golden hour. And it's just this, the beautiful light because it's that gold setting, lovely yeah. kind of time of night. Okay, how's your stuff going so far? Uh, well, my bowl is almost done. I've got a couple of more colors i got to throw on there. And then uh, how are you doing? Good. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have an idea that I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to see if it comes out okay. It could or it couldn't. All right. We'll see what happens. Oh, are you doing the seasons? I'm doing the seasons. I love that. Um, so let's let's see how it comes out. Um, no, but I I would love to go to Disneyland with you. I think we'd have a blast. I hope so. I hope I'm not not going to be a nudge because. But you know, the boys go on everything, and I love to. I'll walk all over the park, and I will hold the bags and sit there and hold any children. When people people love to go with me when they have small children that can't ride certain rides and attractions, because I'm like, oh, I'll sit with the child and play uh, with the child. I'm great to take along in terms of that. But if it's all about riding the rides with somebody, I am a massive drag because I won't go on anything. But you'll go see the shows, right? 
Yeah, but I never get to go see the shows because um, the the boys are more into the rides. Mm. Um, and do you stay with them while they're on the rides, on the attractions? I, I sometimes will wander away, but I, I have to stay close enough because I, I always fear getting, you know, me getting lost, not them getting lost. They're together. But me being separated from them, and I know we have cell phones and stuff, but I have I have issues. Um, so I don't go too far, so I wouldn't just go see a show. Like, I have never, maybe once I've seen the Golden Horseshoe Review. I don't even know if they do it anymore. I would, I would love that. I would love to go to that. I used to go, love to go to the, the Bear Jamboree. Well, they don't have that anymore. Yeah. Only at Walt Disney World. I miss it so much. It's one of my favorites. Right. But, um, but the boys are not into the shows. Uh, they don't do the shows. And the last time that my niece came with her nieces and we went... Um, I insisted that we all go to see the Frozen show, and everyone was mad at me for the rest of the day. They were like, we're at Disneyland, and we could be seeing, and we're in an air-conditioned theater. And I was like, I know. Isn't it great? And they were fatutsed about it. So we won't be doing that again. And the show was great. It was like mini Broadway show. But no, uh, nobody was happy with me or about it. Oh, so. that Aladdin show was the best. Oh, that was so great. But, you know, it was literally to die for. I think the reason why they stopped it was they more than one person died in the course of working on it because there was some amazing special effects. No, they it. changed it because they wanted Frozen to come out and Disney uh. became Frozen Land. Oh. Okay, I have a question as I'm doing this. Do you call it autumn or do you call it fall? Uh, I usually call it fall, yeah, but autumn is not out of the question. Hey, we have to go to, speaking of, do you call it this or do you call it that, let's, go, let's cut to the recipe, oh, tell yes. them a little bit about the recipe that you did, and then we're going to cut to the recipe, and then when we come back, we'll do a big reveal on our mugs and bowls. Okay, so the, re the, recipe? the recipe? The recipe that I made is a pancake, um, but it's on a cookie sheet. So you make your batter. I did a gluten-free, dairy-free batter, and you can do it with either... Um, a box mix or a homemade mix it's up to you and i give you some tips in there you make your batter you put it in a cookie sheet that has a lip um, that way it doesn't go over the sides and you can put different toppings i did stuff like banana and apples with cinnamon and um uh, chocolate chips and nuts and strawberries and blueberries and lemon and all kinds of fun stuff so it is my gluten-free dairy-free uh, cookie sheet pancake recipe take a look you guys Hi friends, welcome back to Small Kitchen Big Flavor. I am Rachel Bird. Today we are gonna do a recipe that anybody can do. You can do it with a pancake mix or do uh, pancakes um, from scratch. We are going to do a cookie sheet pancake bake. So you're gonna take your batter, whether it's a boxed or a made batter, you're gonna put it down on a cookie sheet, add whatever you want. I have things behind me. I have some lemon, I have Let's see what else I have back there. Uh, pecans, I have strawberries, bananas, apples, cinnamon, all kinds of different things. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is um, if you are going to do a pancake recipe that's not boxed, that's from scratch, and you're looking for a gluten-free recipe, because everything I make in my kitchen is gluten-free, dairy-free, just so you know, you don't have to, if you're Googling or going to all recipes, look for a gluten and dairy-free recipe. What you can do is you can just look for that recipe and use normal ingredients. You know, if it says flour, you're going to use a gluten-free flour. I like to use Bob's Red Mill. Their one-for-one one flour that's gluten-free, dairy-free is the best. I use it in everything for baking. Things like butter, if you need a non-dairy butter, I use Earth Balance. Earth Balance is a vegan butter, which is phenomenal. 
Um, I always do look for things like if it's baking powder, you want to make sure it's gluten-free and dairy-free. Uh, so there are lots of things like that. I One of the things that I do is I crack an egg. Um, with If I need to use it within a day, I take the egg, put it in a container, and uh, I can use it for baking the next day. If I don't, then I just scramble it up because uh, I did break this one. So that's fun. Um, anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to start putting the ingredients together. We're going to put our batter down on our um, cake pan, or not cake pan, cookie sheet. It's got a little lip. It's not a flat one. you got to make sure it has a lip so it doesn't go over the sides. We'll add the fun ingredients, um, and then we'll come back, and we will see how to eat them, how to store them, what you could do to make them yummy. Um, and just welcome back to my kitchen, Small Kitchen Big Flavor. It's 2023. Can we even believe that? Okay, I'll see you on the flip side. Alrighty, we are going to start by adding one and one half cups of gluten-free flour. Like I said, I use Bob's Red Mill. We're then going to take three and a half teaspoons of baking powder, and we're going to put that in there. We're going to take one tablespoon of white sugar, pour that in. Half a quarter teaspoon of salt. Um, I use a low sodium salt. I actually just do a few pinches. Now, this is the dry ingredients. What we're gonna do is we're gonna mix this all together. Once it's mixed together, we're gonna make a well in the middle and add our um, dry ingredients. Let's get this all. Okay. Okay, so now we're gonna make that well in the middle and we're gonna start adding our wet ingredients. Okay, our wet ingredients are going to be um, one and one quarter teaspoon teaspoon of milk. And I've made some cashew milk, and that's what I'm using in here. So we're just gonna pour that in the middle. So that's one and one quarter cup of milk. We're gonna use three tablespoons of butter. This is three tablespoons of melted earth balanced butter. Okay. And then we're going to add uh, one egg. I'm doing this one-handed, so you guys have to for forgive me. One egg, and I'm not going to um, scramble the egg. I'm just gonna pour the whole thing in there, okay? What I also like to do, um, a lot of times a uh, pancake recipe doesn't call for it, but I always, always to my pancakes add a little bit of vanilla. So I just add a little bit there. I don't measure it, but you probably could do half a teaspoon to a teaspoon. This is a smaller recipe. And then you're just gonna mix all of this batter up, okay? You wanna get that egg yolk and you wanna get this all mixed up. And once we're nice and mixed up, we'll come back and we'll start doing the fun part of this, okay? Righty, now that our batter is all done, I've taken a cookie sheet that has a little lip on it and I put parchment paper and sprayed it. Um, I just wanna show, I put little clips down on here because what happens sometimes is when you go to put the batter in, um, that parchment paper lifts. And I've just done a small batch, so it's not gonna fill this entire thing, but you'll see when we get there, um, when I start to pour that in here, um, it'll you'll just kind of flatten out a little bit. I'm gonna do it right now, I'm gonna put the camera down and we're gonna try to do this so you can see it, okay? Okay, this isn't the best camera work, but I'm gonna do my best. We have our batter here. What we're gonna do is we're going to just pour it onto this parchment paper. This is our pancake batter. And again, like I said, you can use a pancake batter that is um, that is from a box or you can make it from scratch. This one I did a gluten-free, dairy-free from scratch. You're just gonna put everything out on your parchment paper. And if you do a double recipe, it would actually fill the entire 
um, cookie sheet. Um, and the reason we're doing this is it's, it bakes at one time. You don't have to stand over a griddle. You can actually talk to your kids and say to your kids, like, what would you like to have in your pancakes? What would you like, uh, what toppings would you like? Do you want lemon? Do you want blueberries? Do you want chocolate chips? Do you want nuts? Um, and now this is the time that I can take off these little um, clippy clips, which is perfect. And you can spread it out onto your parchment paper. Um, try to let it have at least a quarter inch all over and you want to try to have it even um, and the reason you want it even is you want it to bake even now you might like someone who likes a thicker pancake this isn't going to be like a crepe or in my family we call it a creepy um, so here is a version of what that batter is going to look like down on that cookie sheet okay so now what you can do is we have all these amazing toppings, okay? We have strawberries and apples and bananas and blueberries. Oh, I forgot the blueberries. I'm gonna have to get those from the freezer. I have some cinnamon sugar that you could put on top and we're gonna start adding these. I'm gonna grab the um, blueberries out of the freezer here. So here's our freezer blueberries and I'm just gonna put some blueberries on one section Okay, and then let's do some strawberries. We're gonna do those on another section. And if you wanna do strawberries and blueberries, you can. Oh, that looks so good. Okay, now we're gonna do some bananas. Making banana pancakes. So you're just gonna put some bananas down. And you can push this, the, the ingredients down in if you want. You can leave them up top, it's up to you. Okay, let's do some apple. Ooh, that looks really good. I think I'm gonna add some cinnamon here with the apple and I'm gonna actually push those down a little and as those um, apples bake, um, they'll get nice and soft and kind of apple pie which is, is that a word? Is apple pie a word? And then, I mean, come on, you guys, you can't have pancakes without some chocolate chips. Okay, let's put some chocolate chips. Ooh, that looks so yummy. And then, we're gonna add some, I did pecans or pecans. What do you say, pecans or pecans? And you can add these in different places if you wanna add a little bit of the pecans with your banana. It's like a, a banana bread a little bit. The other thing that you can do is you can take a lemon and you can um, rind, use the rind a little bit. Um, I'm gonna actually do it over the blueberries because blueberry lemon pancakes, oh my gosh, doesn't that just sound great? So you just take that, I have a little, or a zester, that's what it's called, a zester. So we're gonna just do some lemon there. If you wanted to squeeze some lemon juice on that, you could. Um, and then I'm gonna take my cinnamon sugar and I'm gonna put that, I have some cinnamon sugar, I'm gonna put that over the apple. Oh my gosh, you guys, doesn't that look phenomenal? So this is what we have now. I'm gonna take the camera out. Let's, let's have a little peek at what we've got now. So we've got blueberries with lemon strawberries and you could add more or less if you want strawberries you could even add some chocolate chips with that we've got chocolate chips we've got pecans we've got bananas the bananas look a little funky but they're okay i just cut them i think it's the color of the the tape and so now what we're going to do is we're going to take this and we're going to put this in a 425 degree oven for approximately 15 to 20 minutes so this is what it looks like. Doesn't that look so good? Okay, we're gonna put these in to a 425 degree oven for 15 to 20 minutes. We'll come back and check on the other end. 
All right, so I've got my pancakes that are on my cookie sheet with all of our toppings and ingredients. We have those in the oven. They're gonna cook for 15 to 25 minutes. I said, uh, 15 to 20. I set it um, for 15 minutes to check, see how it is. Some parts might be a little thin, some parts might be a little thicker, but we're gonna see what that looks like. I just wanted to give you some tips. So I did tell you uh, the one thing that you could do is add vanilla. I always add vanilla when I'm making my um, pancakes. It just gives it a little bit extra level of flavor and really good. Another thing you can add to the batter is you can add cinnamon or pumpkin spice. Um, if you don't have pumpkin spice, uh, you can actually make your own pumpkin spice with ground ginger and ground cloves and allspice and cinnamon. You put those all together, uh, usually about a teaspoon of each, mix it all together and you can put that in or on top of your pancakes. The other thing is the batter. You can make the batter and you can store it in an airtight container for about two days in your icebox or your refrigerator. Um, I don't like to freeze my batter. I always feel like it comes out a little funky at the end, but I do like to sometimes make the batter so I can um, have it in there. And um, I do put it in little squeeze bottles sometimes so I can do some pancake art because that's just fun. And of course it's gonna be a Mickey pancake. Um, I can actually already smell the pancakes. They smell so good. I wish it was smell-o-vision. But you can put all kinds of toppings. Like I said, you can put bacon or crumbled sausage, um, whatever you might want in your pancakes. You can put, um, when it comes out of the oven, uh, we'll look at it, but things that you can top it with is you can top it with syrup or lemon juice, or you can do powdered sugar or maple syrup. That's a lot of sugar, isn't it? Um, but they're so yummy. Um, the other thing that you can do is once we pull these out, and actually when you just make pancakes, you can also freeze those. You can make these ahead, uh, cut them into squares, put them in an airtight container, or what I like to do is I like to take some um, parchment paper, and I usually the parchment paper that I put under, I reuse. Not the one that the pancake's in, but I do put a piece under. It just, I like having an extra little layer. I take that. I cut that into strips and as I um, get the pancakes out, I fold them and put them on top and I kind of fold the paper around, put them in a silicone or a Ziploc bag in my freezer and you can have those, take them out um, and just toast them. Put them in your toaster or toaster oven and they're super yummy. Um, there's all kinds of ideas. If you have anything that you love on a pancake, you can put your comments here. Um, and uh, I, I like to know other people's ideas. What do you put in your pancakes? What are your secrets? What are the things that make your batter yummy? What I love about this is you just make the batter at one time, you put it on the sheet, put the ingredients, and everybody can have their own square. You could say, here's your section. You can put strawberries and blueberries and cinnamon and chocolate all in one place. It's whatever you want. Um, so it's just kind of a fun little thing to do. That's a way to get your kiddos or your uh, adult grown children um, to help um, or just be a part of it. I love doing that. Um, my son likes to help make the batter. He likes to crack the eggs. That's taken a while, but we've learned. So we always crack eggs in a separate bowl so we can put, pull shells out if we want, um, which is really helpful. Uh, I do that myself because I always end up with shells um, if I put it in uh, the actual batter when I'm adding an egg. So I always crack my eggs in a different vestibule. Uh, okay, so on the next segment, we are going to see what those pancakes are gonna look like when they came out of the oven. So here is our finished product. These are our pancake. And you can see there's little pieces. They come out like this. I cut that small just so you could see. This is the thinner side. And then on this side, it's a little bit thicker. You can actually see the blueberries cooked. They're nice and yummy. It's still pretty spongy. 
So these are our, I don't think you need to worry about storing them. I think you're going to eat them all. <laughs> Welcome back. And there we are. So really tasty and you could do it and make it all one flavor or make the sampler and make it for individual people. I love doing that instead of standing over the griddle. Well, and the other thing you could do is you could have all the toppings and say, this is your section, Shannon. This is your section, Rachel. This is your section, Draven. And you can do whatever you want. Um, Kobe, we did not have any left over. Actually, I should say, we have one square with the nuts and two squares with the um, chocolate chips. Kobe last night said his very favorite was the um, the blueberries with the lemon because it was yummy. And then um, the, the banana because when the, dip, the banana cooks, it almost caramelizes. Yeah. So it had this really good yummy flavor. Wow. And then he loved the apple with the cinnamon because he said it tastes like apple pie. He said the chocolate chips, they're chocolate chips. There and he's like, go. it's not that I don't like it. He said it's just the other ones had so much flavor. So there we go. I have a feeling I'm making that again for dinner. There we go. Now let's do the big reveal because we're out of time. Show okay. them your fabulous bowl. My bowl is, I did the seasons. So I did, oh, here, let's let's go back around. And keep in mind that Winter. if you're seeing a dark color, it's green. Oh, yes. Um, autumn, I'm going through the seasons backwards. Summer, oh, that's actually that that color that's nothing. I forgot about the green problem. That's, can you see behind? That's actually a, um, it's a, it's a palm, palm tree. tree. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then too. my spring. There we go. So that is, oops, that is my bowl. There you go. And you had done the mug before while we were watching. So my mug, and of course, I also did a tree on an apple tree. So you guys can't really see that. You can see the shape of it, but it looks like a hole through my heart. And then I, uh, I drew a mythical family. Oh. I don't, I don't know who these people are. But I just wanted to show you that your kids could draw stick figures and then it was going to look fabulous. And then here is... Look at this. Look at how fabulous this bowl looks. Because I pulled the, I did all the tape and then I pulled it off. I'm in love with this. It is that's absolutely That's so cool. And stunning. that's something that your kiddos can, or, or whoever, your individuals on the spectrum, anybody, can go ahead and tape it up and do it if it's too much for the... The tape part is fun too. Yeah, absolutely. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just whatever you want. And it's absolutely stunningly beautiful and it takes absolutely no artistic talent. Um, you don't have to color in the lines because you're going to pull the tape off and the tape makes these crisp corners and it's super duper fun. I, I would absolutely love that. Uh, we're going to put that in the oven and use it here. At, at 350 for 20 minutes. There we go. 350 for 20 minutes. And uh, how how long do you cook the, the recipe for? And you're going to post the recipe in the comments. So in the recipe, I said that I was cooking it at 425 for 15 to 20 minutes. I would say 20 to 25 minutes. I did a little bit over 20 minutes. It just depends on your oven and how hot it is. You can let it get a little bit uh, golden brown, but if you do that, then it, your pancake is gonna be a little drier. And because I did it with the gluten-free um, flour and the dairy-free butter, for me, I did it a little bit less. I actually cut that part out of the video. I had taken it out, cut it, and went, mmm. And then I thought, Rachel, just let it sit. So I let it sit for a minute, um, and it was perfect. Really? It was perfect. Okay. All right. It's fantastic. So something to try on your own at home. I sort of want, like, there are three of us, and I have the three racks in my oven. I sort of feel like I would do each one on their own oh, rack yeah. and have everybody decorate their own yep. pancake. But the idea that you're not having to turn it over... Super duper fun for me. 
Um, I think it'd be fun to do like a brunch and, and to do those to order. So now that's really fun. You can do that. And you can also do a cool thing for omelets yeah. is you take Ziploc bags and you, you have a ladle with your eggs and you have all the toppings and you take a Ziploc bag and you have different color clippies or whatever. And you, um, put the egg, like, you know, two scoops of the eggs and all your toppings, green onions, meats, vegetables, whatever. Yeah. And you just clip them to the outside of boiling water and you let that boil up and it makes a boy a boiched, I don't know what that word is, a poached, boiled, kind of scrambled egg omelet. And then you can top it with cheese or top it with whatever you want, and you can cook a ton of omelets at one time all Crazy. to order. Craziness. All right, more to be revealed next month uh, from Rachel Burke. And if there's recipes or anything that you want us to try or do, please comment below or send yes. an email to Shannon, and and I would love to, to try it. Or if there's something that you know that you're like, Rachel, can you try this? Or do you have ideas or I have yeah. a kid that doesn't like this or that, please reach out to us because yeah. I would love to do, I like trying new things. And craft-wise too, same thing. Uh, tell them where they can watch, because like they should look at that video that you did of when you did the, the Star Wars saber mug that changes colors. So I have two. I have for my food, it's um, on Instagram, at small kitchen big flavor. Just small kitchen big flavor, no underscores, all one word. And then my arts and crafts one um, is a little bit harder. It is some imagination creations. There you go. So check those out because she's got some cool videos. The woman's talented. Uh, I like to have <laughs> Yeah, and she does. So anyway, uh, we're back tomorrow. Again, a rumor that we are going to have a new Stories from the Spectrum. I don't know. I can't confirm that. But we'll see if we do. Uh, until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for Bye. now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.